0: All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here, ladies and gentlemen and friends and family. We are recording on Thursday, December 5th. Always like to tell you that so that if anything happens on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday and we didn't talk about it, you think to yourself, uh, why didn't they talk about that big event? Because it hasn't happened yet.
1: Absolutely. If... uh if we're taken over by aliens, we're not alien apologists. We just uh, didn't know about it yet.
0: Exactly, Jake. Uh, I want to open with something I did not send you because I just got the email a little while ago. Um, and uh, uh, let me ease into this. You, 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 you. In the past, I have been very outspoken against frivolous lawsuits. Right? I mean, I think sure. It, it, it's
1: it's it's something we've debated because I'm I'm very pro frivolous lawsuit. Uh, <laughs> some of the most money I've ever made my, in my life was from uh, uh, suing KFC because the 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 outside sidewalk was was wet during a rainstorm and I slipped and f- fell because they did not have a sign up. And I, I sued them for $32 million, I settled out of court for $32,000, and that's why I, I haven't worked in over a year.
0: That is goddamn genius, I should do that, I should, I should wait till it is raining, if they do not have a slipper and wet sign, uh, or just a, a Bon Jovi album lying there saying the same thing, then, then I will sue. Fucking A. Actually, it's funny that I said Bon Jovi, because uh, I, while I am naturally inclined to be against frivolous lawsuits... I want to start a frivolous lawsuit. I want to start a class action lawsuit. I want to get I've everybody. been telling
1: you that for years, man. you got to get on this. We're going to sue KFC. No, anyway, no, 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 no.
0: Now, who, who are we going to sue this time? We are going to sue Motley Crue, the band. Motley Crue? Fair enough. Um, I, I, We're going to slip
1: outside one of their concerts. I'm, I, I'm with you. No, Tell no. me which one. Even I'll meet bigger, you there. Even
0: better. So, several years ago, I don't know when, 2015, 2014, 2016, something like that, They uh, said Motley Crue is going on tour for the last time ever. This is our goodbye tour. And they all signed a contract. They made a big deal out of it. That was their big promotion. All four members sat down and said, we do not want to end up playing state fairs uh, as as 60-year-old men. It would just be silly. So we are signing a contract. This is our goodbye tour. Let's all go on one more tour, spend a lot of money on hard drugs and
1: hookers. And uh, hopefully that'll, that that plan will last us for the rest of our lives and, and we'll never be, need money again. Are you telling me they needed money again?
0: I'm telling you that after they signed this contract, a legal document that said they would never tour again, what happened? They got involved with, finally, after... Twenty years, roughly. The book, uh, the movie version of their book, "The Dirt," it came out on Netflix. It was wildly popular. News reports I read said that their songs and albums on Spotify shot up something absurd, like three thousand percent. I mean, they were they were. No one was playing them, and suddenly everyone was right. checking them out.
1: Was well, it because I mean they they had a lot of they had a lot of good albums man and and they're not no no one no no, of those... no no no
0: I will interrupt you they had yeah. a lot of good one off songs surrounded by a lot of shitty albums and they will even admit that they will say that you know their entire album girls girls girls
1: yeah but I'm not okay I'm not saying every every song on those were great but within those albums they they had like sort of their 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 not like. Not like deep, deep cuts, but they had plenty that were, you know, kind of hits at the time, but they're not they they're not the ones you you know that get played the most on the radio by Motley Crue. It's it, they're great to go back and listen to. Right. Um they're great to deep dive the albums. There was a lot of hits that you just don't hear anymore unless you go back on Spotify and start listening to those albums and they're they're fucking great, man. I I don't think they're one of those who just had one or two good ones on each album. I think there was there was tons of great ones on those albums. No, no, you're
0: wrong. They they they're, the one or two good ones were fantastic. But these shit ones were shit ones. They, like I said, read the book. They admit that. Um, oh,
1: I'm not, dude. They had filler. Okay, I'm not. But it's not. There was so many more in the '80s that that had worse versions of that. I'm talking. They would, would have one or two on an album, and 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 then the rest was. Whereas Motley Crue had, you know, about half of them were pretty good. And then, and then I would say less than half of them are are, are unlistenable. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah, there's do, a I'm lot worse '80s bands there. about about that than that. But if you go back and listen to those albums, there's some good ones that you're not going to necessarily hear on any sort of um, best of the '80s soundtracks or nothing like that. But you're, you're going to hear some great ones. Well, some ten I, seconds to love, something like that. You know,
0: I well their their first album, Too Fast for Love, was probably their best start to finish um then shout at the devil had some gems theater of pain basically was two songs it was home sweet home and smoking in the boys room girls 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 was girls 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 and wild side and then they did dr feel good i believe but the whole i saw them live in like 2010 they did a tour and tickets were 22 bucks and i'm like I will go. I will pay $22 to see Motley Crue. Sure. And it was in the Quad Cities. Uh, For listeners that don't know what that is, it's it's four cities that are bunched up to next to one another two in Illinois, two in Iowa. They're separated by the Mississippi River, and they're just called the Quad Cities. It's small, which means they played in a small arena. So I got the $22 shit seats and they were great seats because it's not like a stadium where the shit seats are way in back when you are in a very very small arena the shit seats are still pretty close to the stage and i will tell you this
1: i mean look dude, their their last albums i'm not saying they're not as great necessarily as shout at the devil and too fast for love but especially at that time period how many bands are yeah you know, they they had a lot of albums in the 80s well, man of course saying, they're, yeah. they're not all going to be
0: what i what i was going to say is when i saw them live in 2010 you recognized every song. They didn't fuck around. They played hit. F- they played the two best songs on every album. You- Dude, that that's the way you got it for yeah. a
1: band with that kind of music from that era. That's the way you have to do it. Don't go well. Hey, listen, I, I know that we were great as a hair metal band with leotards and stuff in the '80s, but. We've been working on some some newer stuff. There's a lot of a lot of auto tuned. We have a rapper come in in the middle. Like like don't don't fucking get weird, you know. You you like gotta, Tommy you...
0: Lee did in the '90s, he actually did that when he did the Methods yes. of Mayhem, the Tommy Lee rap shit.
1: He regrets that album more than he regrets slapping around his uh, you know first
0: three wives or whatever, <laughs> or getting slapped around by his own kid when his uh, his son pumped popped him and uh, knocked him out cold. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, the whole point of all this is, of course, after the movie on Netflix and the Spotify resurgence, they're going on tour again. They, they made a video that said, we signed a contract that said we would never tour. Well, we're blowing that shit up. And they actually did blow up a table with a contract on it. And they just announced their tour. And I want to begin a frivolous class action lawsuit against Motley Crue for going on tour after they signed a contract saying they would not go on tour.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I don't know who the contract is to because my understanding with it of, of it was it was a contract with the members of the band.
0: Yes, it was saying with one that another. they
1: wouldn't tour without each other. As it was, like basically, they're not going to do the Axl Rose thing touring with "quote unquote" Guns and Roses for like fifteen years straight, even though. Slash isn't there, Duff isn't theres is Like it's Axel Rose and five other fucking dudes, you know, one of them's got a weird Slipknot mask on for some reason, they, they're, they're not going to do that, basically, so I, I don't understand the people getting that upset, because, um, you know, I mean, the contracts to each other, they're all going on tour it again, uh, again together, so how are... I I I guess the person that's going to be the plaintiff potentially all five of them are in the room touring well,
0: together. Shit! Because I'm not upset. I just wanted to cash in. That's what I wanted. Is I wanted to right. cash in on a frivolous lawsuit. God damn it! I now I did. Payout.
1: I was doing the phones on a show on 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 a channel called Volume on Sirius XM right after they announced that. It's it's like um it's a channel that's that's music talk. It's it's actually a really good channel. I like it. But uh, there was some people that were calling in and, and and were pissed off. Most of them were pissed off because they, they they were annoyed because they were like, "Well, we knew this was bullshit anyway." And you, you know, they're just doing weird shit for publicity. One guy was pissed off because he was like, "I spent a lot of money flying across the country <laughs> on their
0: final tour, <laughs> their final uh, right?" Night, yeah.
1: And it was extra expensive because it was the last show. I could have. I think he said plane, plane tickets, and concert tickets, and hotel, and everything. And but the man spent like four grand going to Motley Crue's last show. So I'm kind of like, as much as you're joking about it being a frivolous lawsuit, that dude and any other dudes like that. Twenty thousand people Maybe. at
0: the forum at that at that show at the Los Angeles forum. Those twenty thousand yeah. people have a say.
1: Those twenty thousand people have at least the right to their ticket prices. Now, do they get thirty two million dollars in punitive damages? No, but they should get the ticket price. They, they should get a free ticket.
0: How about should, that? Yeah, or what they spent, or um, see. Now that's just that's funny to me in a way because when I went to see them in. Whatever year it was, I don't remember. I could look up the ticket, 29, t- 2010, something like that. I told you I spent $22. Um, it's funny because that's about all it was worth to me. I had sort of, sure. it was funny. Around that time, I got an itch in my ass and said, you know what? I'm feeling kind of nostalgic. I, I kind of like to see Motley crew and I know they're on tour, so I looked them up. And they were going to Minneapolis and the tickets were 50 bucks and they were going to St. Louis and the tickets were 50 bucks and they were going to Chicago and the tickets were 50 bucks. And I'm like, "Eh, it's not worth it to me to drive four hours and spend 50 bucks on these guys. That's just not. And then I saw they were going to be 45 minutes away from me and $22. And I said, that is exactly what Molly crew is worth to me and my nostalgia. And I went to see them and it was a lovely concert. And I still have a T-shirt from that show. Um, so this guy was spending four thousand dollars. That's that's a right. It's Motley Crue,
1: dude. As far as fucking hair metal bands, they were they were great, man. That's a that's some fucking top shelf hair metal. They're 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 one of the
0: best. Yeah, the, I, I this was probably the fourth. I saw them twice on Theater Pain, once on Girls, Girls, Girls. So this is the fourth time I've seen them. I've seen them several. I love times. that
1: you've seen Motley Crue four times, and you're you're the one arguing to me that they're a mediocre fucking band at the beginning of this podcast. I like, was a uh, stupid. How did teenager. that happen?
0: I'm arguing that their albums were overall mediocre after Shout at the Devil. I'm saying that Girls, Girls, Girls and Theater of Pain were both horrible. Uh, Too Fast for Love was great. Shout at the Devil is great. And Feel Good is about
1: 50-50. Right, yeah. I mean, the beginning's better than... But I, I, would, I would argue that that is a hell of a lot better than most of, like, 80s hair metal and punk metal or sorry, uh, hair metal and 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 like punk rock bands because most of those, even the ones that are hits, you got one or two good songs on an album if you're lucky.
0: Well, I'll I'll go you one further. This this tour is Motley Crue and Def Leppard with Poison opening for them. When I saw Motley Crue in 2010, Poison was the opening act. Poison played yeah. for one hour. They played three cover songs they had a bass solo a guitar solo and a drum solo and it was only at the end of the hour when they played every rose has its thorn. like the last four songs were the ones i recognized and went okay that's like they couldn't even fill an hour and poison was pretty big in the 80s that just shows you how few songs they had they could only play an hour and they couldn't even fill it with their own music
1: well, I to be fair, I, I think it is kind of cool seeing like older bands doing cover songs. You you, you know what I mean? Like uh, a little bit, a little bit. You can't lean too heavy on them. Um, I, I I think it's fun to throw those in. I um one that, one that came to mind when uh, Guns N' Roses did the Apollo recently. Actual Guns N' Roses, not Axl Rose and five other guys, but you know Slash and everyone. Right, there. right. Um, they did a whole lot of Rosie, the ACDC song. Yes. Fucking amazing.
0: I love Bon Scott. I, I, oh, yeah. I enjoy Brian Johnson, but there's something about Bon Scott that was the best. Right. I'm going to pick on Motley Crue for one more second just because I thought this was funny. You've seen him four times and you can't stop shitting all over him. What the fuck? I'm not shitting on him. I'm just pointing out the their their promo is the world's You're most shitting iconic. very
1: close in their general vicinity.
0: <laughs> that I am doing very close. <laughs> I fought in the general direction. I've shat near Motley Crue several times in this podcast. The world's most iconic and celebrated rock legends will hit the road together next summer for a co-headlining tour so massive that it could only be held in America's biggest stadiums. Stadium tour. So then I look at all the dates. Um, Again, this, this is just me shitting near them. They're playing baseball stadiums. The biggest stadiums are football stadiums. Baseball stadiums are at least 30,000 people fewer per venue. So, yeah, not not biggest stadiums. Just just going to point that out. Baseball stadiums are smaller. Wait, they're they're filling they're filling stadiums, dude. Yes. Well, That's they have still a big yet. venue. Ooh, no. Who knows if they'll fill them? They that was talked dude, about that Motley Crue could not do it alone; that they needed Motley Crue and Def Leppard to try and pull this off.
1: It's it's not about needed. What, yeah, and uh,
0: uh, with, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of people on that one, right? Uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts.
1: Yeah, Joan Jett's on that. Poison's I mean, like that's a that's a big show, dude. That's like a fucking that's massive.
0: It is. Yeah, I just you know if you're gonna. Be honest, then you have to say that baseball stadiums are smaller than football stadiums. That's it. That's a very
1: glass half full kind of problem <laughs> to have.
0: Oh, Thirty know, you're years after
1: your prime, dude. Like what do you what do you expect? They're failing baseball stadiums.
0: Well, they haven't filled them yet, and you have to remember, the guy, me, the guy that is making this uh, bullshit point, uh, I was doing a club the other week where there were 10 people in the audience, so I can't even get 12 people out to a show with my shitty name, and I'm making fun of a band that can fill a baseball stadium. <laughs> right, and, and look at look at the way, that's not a type of
1: music that ages well in general. You, you know, like old hippie worked, old old hair metal guy doesn't work that well, old punk rock, that doesn't. It doesn't look well... With a gray receding hairline and a beer belly, you know there's just something off about it. Oh, and these fat guys Vince are Neal managing hilarious. to hilarious
0: when when I saw him. And, and not only Who? was it hilarious to see Fat Vince Neal, um, Vince Neil. yeah, but they pretended they were 19 years old because they would come on on stage. How the fuck is everybody tonight? We're gonna fucking rock the fuck out of this fucking place. I I to don't start- give
1: a fuck what you think about this, mom and dad. I'm going to exactly. party my ass off. I like, dude. Your mom and dad are senile. They don't know what's going on right now. What are you talking about?
0: I literally wanted to start counting the times he said "fuck" because it was just it became laughable at some point. Like you're you're not a 19 year old rebel. You're just an old man. You're a middle aged man, and you're fat. I hope they still have that.
1: I hope they still have that attitude, but when like. You know, things that trouble degenerate 45s. You're all doing it. I don't give a fuck about child support payments. Tonight I'm going to rock. <laughs> I, You know, just you talk about your audience, you
0: know. Things that we could relate to as old men. Yes, because right. again, I, I've, just, I've seen them four times. I'm not going to see them on this tour. Well, again, I would go see them on this tour if I got a $22 ticket. I just don't think that's going to happen.
1: I don't give a fuck that my ex-wife's mother just texted me about never seeing my kids in the last four months. Tonight's a party!
0: <laughs> you let your ex have your kids this weekend so you could get out of the house and come here. Rock on! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to roll up those
1: the, those court documents and, 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 and blow rails with them. Something. <laughs>
0: No. All right. Well, that was a fun beginning to the podcast. You went with it a lot. Uh, that was that was great. You flowed right with it. I was I was just having stupid, stupid fun with my dumb, uh, frivolous lawsuit idea, and uh, yes. you rolled with it. I,
1: right. I loved it. I love you. You're so bitter that you had to spend like 15 minutes shitting on a band that you clearly love. <laughs> oh. That was just a fun little, I, I don't know, man. It, it, unra- it unraveled backwards for me, like a Tarantino movie. That was I, bizarre.
0: The, the book, The Dirt, I have read it at least five times. It is Absolutely, the what the best fuck, book man, ever the, Okay, the more you talk, the more I'm
1: like, you clearly love Motley Crue. Why are you shitting on their albums? This is crazy. Because <laughs> the albums are bad, and I love them. Fully aware. <laughs> let me. Let me I, but, but again, again, that was not, and like the '80s was not a decade where, um, you, you, you know, they do the Pink Floyd thing with Okay, every song is going to flow together, and it's all going to tell once. It's it's about they would just do a bump off of a strippers fucking tramp stamp and be like, we got three good songs all right let's uh, let's let's write six more tonight. the records due tomorrow you know that's it, it, just that was the decade for that.
0: well, okay, since we're on this path, I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna I'm gonna dig an even deeper hole. I'm gonna go so far. R- remind me that i want to talk about the book the dirt because there's one thing i want to say about it that is just the best thing ever but there's one thing you've read it five times well, there has to be more than one thing the the best thing i'm going to say about it but one thing that has never been said about motley crew one thing that has never been written about motley crew and i think it's bullshit because it deserves to be said mm-hmm. they set the tone for the 1980s they were the most influential influential band in their genre and oh I, they were great yeah I will argue that point because so when shout at the devil came out that made them and they were wearing leather and uh, the, the the grease paint under their eyes and they looked like tough guys well yeah they they looked like
1: transgendered gra- gladiators yeah. right
0: yes uh-huh. and then a lot of bands started adopting that look so for theater of pain, they invented a lot of pro
1: wrestlers, too. It was strange. Everybody that was sort of a tough guy looked, looked uh, like a transgender uh, Mad Max character,
0: yes. So, Theater of Pain comes out, and they don't want to repeat themselves, so they basically brought back glam rock. I know the New York Dolls did it, but that was more transgender rock or trans, you know, uh, transvestite. They dressed as women. So, my oh, New York
1: Dolls were fucking amazing. I love the New York Dolls, yeah.
0: So Motley Crue, they put on the, the different makeup, not gladiators. They they feminine. They brought out their feminine side, and when you look at what happened next, Bon Jovi came out. Ozzy Osbourne put out the Ultimate Sin, and he was wearing glitter. Kiss uh, Tears Are Falling. They were wearing glitter and glam. So then, for the next album, Motley Crue puts on leather and jeans, and then look at what happened. Every band then got away from glitter. Bon Jovi did it, put on jeans and and leather jacket. Like, whatever Motley Crue did, every band did it right behind them. And Motley Crue was the first one to have Home Sweet Home that just fucking hit hard and went number one on mtv as the video for weeks and weeks and months and then every heavy metal glam metal band they put out a ballad right after that power ballads yeah man Uh, i mean you know
1: when when done wrong it's fucking awesome but like a really good 80s power ballad was 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 amazing you know you got the slow they were everywhere slow build up and and it just fucking comes in hard at the end yeah Good, good '80s power ballads. And M- Motley Crue like
0: did that, and no one gives them credit for it. They set the standard. They would create an image, they would put on an album, and then every glam band would follow that image and do the exact same thing. It after was M- like M-Crew. Tiny
1: Dancer if that dancer danced on a stripper pole. I, I fucking <laughs> love. I love the power ballads from the '80s. Yes, they're sweet. They're hard, but they're trashy at the same. You know, I, I, I fucking love a good '80s power
0: power ballad. Here's the one thing I wanted to say about the book, uh, The Dirt. The, it's again, I've read it five times. I've, I'll probably read it again. Uh, it is it is ghost written. Like it's it's not the, the four members of the band write a book because they probably can't write. Um, they have a ghostwriter. and yeah, right, it means the guy the
1: guy that typed it up for him, Odeed, uh, back in two thousand seven. Did he? Was That's it what that
0: means. Tom Zim. I can't remember his name. No, I was, I was kidding. That was oh. a terrible
1: joke. And oh. and and now that now now that we've gone literal with it, even bad, even worse <laughs> riff. Now, well,
0: anyway. now we've gone
1: back in time and pointed out what a shitty riff that was.
0: The the ghostwriter captured their voices, and what he did is the book is a rotating storytelling of the band. So since there are four members, and I'm just going to make up the order. It goes here's the chapter by Vince. Here's a chapter by Nikki. Here's a chapter by Tommy. Here's a chapter by Mick. Here's a chapter by Vince. Here's a- and so it just rotates through the tor- storytelling, each from their, from their point of view. Now, what you yeah. don't realize until you start getting into it is, as they are telling their story... The other band members, and this was written by the way. I need to point out this was put together at a time when the band was broken up. They were not speaking to one another. Oh no shit! And it even finishes that way, where Tommy bumps into Nikki, and they sort of go, "Oh, hey man, haven't seen you in a while." And he, you know, they just sort of they're at a school and they're dropping off their kids, and like, "Oh, we should talk later." And then it ends with them, you know, like, "Oh, well, when I went outside, Nikki was," you know, like they don't talk. They they just you know uh, everything was sort of over for Motley Crue. So the reason this is important is. As you read the book, you suddenly understand that as each person is telling their side of the story, the other band members are reading and begin to respond. And so at one point, this is hilarious, uh, Tommy had married a stripper named Honey. This is before he married Heather Locklear or Pam Anderson. This was in the 80s. He married a stripper. So you get to Nikki's chapter, and he says, well... I wasn't hanging out with Tommy at the time because I was fucking his wife and I felt bad about it. Then you read Vince's chapter and he said, "Well, I was trying to avoid Tommy because I was fucking his wife and I felt bad about it." <laughs> then you read Tommy's chapter and Tommy says, "Well, I just read that Vince and Nikki were fucking my wife and what the fuck, guys?" Like he he finds out by reading the book. Dude, I that would have been they did
1: not convey that at all in the movie at all. They they did such a garbage job with that movie in terms of just general direction of the movie. I mean, it just seemed so. It seemed so fucking schizophrenic and all over the place.
0: You know. Well, two things. One, when it was announced that Netflix had the rights to it, I thought they were going to do like a three- or four-part miniseries, like four hours, and that would have been yeah, fantastic. dude, the way
1: you described it sounds amazing. They, they need to go back and redo that movie like that. Right. Well, in the movie... Have it narrated in parts by the different members of the band,
0: you know? Well, in the movie, that, that scene I just described to you yeah. is glossed over in one second. I don't know if you remember it, but uh, their manager is looking for Nikki, and he bangs on the door... And uh, you know, he gets a hold of Nikki, and the, Nikki's in there banging who you think is a groupie. And then Tommy shows up like, hey, come on, Tommy's parents are here, wants you to meet his parents. And they show up and he's like, well, here are his parents. I see you've already met his fiance. And, you know, that's, <laughs> so that the scene I just described is in the movie, but it's nowhere near as funny as the way I just described yeah. it because you don't have their voice. They just show that no. Nikki was fucking Tommy's fiance when in reality it was supposedly his wife and it's It's just hilarious though. that just
1: makes them look like swingers. That just kind of looks like, a, yeah, everybody just you know, fucks a, a lot of people and you know, you know, they fuck people together and who gives a fuck? I mean that's that's really that's all it made it look like in the movie,
0: yeah, and well, and there's another scene I just thought of. it's not as funny, but it's the same thing. like in a Mick chapter, he talks about. Those fucking guys were so drunk on stage they couldn't hold their shit. What I would do is I would put a bottle of vodka into a different container, and then they would think I was just drinking water all night. And then in the next chapter, Tommy's like, "Well, then Mick, that dumb shit was drinking vodka all night, pretending he's drinking water. What <laughs> are we fucking stupid?" I mean, it's just, it's it's great, and everybody gets their say. Their manager that hated them, he gets a chapter, and he holds nothing back. And their ex- this would be such a good movie if they just had the different narration
1: if they started the movie... at sort of like the end or whatever... or not like end-to-end... End, but y- you know... Um, the band's just broken up... and if they just start it with a massive fight... and then they kind of do it to where... all these different people are telling their stories... and they're each narrating the thing... and they'll have scenes to where one guy starts narrating it... and the other guy will kind of look at him... and shoot him a dirty look... and then you get his little narration... They could do that really well, man, but they they just didn't.
0: Yeah i I thought they did the best job they could have. I mean, it was it was I enjoyed it. It was watchable, but like I like I already said, when I heard Netflix had it, I said they're going to do this right. They're going to do this Netflix thing. It won't be a ninety minute movie. They'll do like a four part miniseries where it's four hours long and you can just really and they didn't. They they yeah. chopped it up and like I think you described it best. It was schizophrenic. That was the best way to describe it.
1: Yeah, it was it was so all over the place, man. It it felt like it didn't it didn't really have much direction. They would spend too much time on shit to where it's like why 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 is this such a focal point for this movie? And then they would they would they would just blow right by stuff to where it's like all right, what well, you seem it you probably should have spent a little t- more time on that, but whatever. It 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 just it it wasn't it was a good story told poorly. That that's what that seemed like when I watched that movie. Yeah. It was still enjoyable to me because I don't mind a bad movie about uh, like like crazy rock stars from the eighties. And and it's the same. You know how I'm always shitting on comic book movies, yeah, yeah, constantly. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's because I didn't I didn't grow up on on comic books. I didn't. I, you know, I briefly, you know, I had my little time a small phase, but for the most part, my heroes growing up were. Um, you, you know, degenerate 80s and early 90s rock stars who, you, you, you know, mostly like OD'd on heroin or whatever the hell else. And maybe I don't, those, those, those were my Spider-Man, you know? And so I will, I get that little touch of nostalgia when I watch these, um, you know, rock documentaries, movies, and, 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 you know, are, are they well made for the most part? No, but, um, Neither are fucking comic book movies. Most of them suck, but they work for people because they're mixed with that, like, childhood nostalgia. Whereas I don't get that with the comic book movies. I get that with these. So it works for me. That being said, they could have made this movie, the way you described the book, could have been made. But that's that's not the way it was done.
0: Yeah, I... I am um, sort of the same way when it comes to uh, the the whole music thing. I mean, I love... I think I told you the other week, uh, I just read a book about written by the drummer of the from the Black Crows. I didn't like the Black Crows, but I like reading about bands even if I don't like them. I am not a fan of Led Zeppelin. I loved the book The Hammer really? of the Gods. Yeah, I loved the book The Hammer of the Gods, but I don't like the band. I, I don't care if I don't like the band... I love reading about bands. I love learning now, about bands. Now that is a band.
1: I will say I fucking love their albums. Um, but their their bigger hits have been so overplayed on the radio my entire life and just every movie, whatever, that like, you know, their maybe six, seven biggest songs I can I can do without hearing. Whereas like the ones underneath, I mean, they have whole albums you can listen to beginning to end. I, I, I love Led Zeppelin.
0: I I just never got into them. I think they were too forced down my throat when I was a kid, and I just reacted. But against that's them.
1: what it is, honestly. And I think I think most of the people that don't like Led Zeppelin, it's it's because, like you were saying, you hear a ton of their stuff, but you you hear the same. You know, I would say probably 10, 10 songs or less yeah. is is usually what people hear for. And, and I think ACDC is another one of those bands. You know. Um, now, ACDC, I, I will say, doesn't really have a whole lot of range and they probably have more filler um, on, on their albums, but um, they're, I, I, I compare them a lot with them because they're... Like I'm saying, the, the, the stuff that you haven't heard on every radio station that plays classic rock or every fucking movie that's an action movie whatever that you know it's just using classic rock songs the songs that don't fall into that category for acdc and led zeppelin uh but they're they're sort of a notch below that in their catalog are fucking amazing
0: yeah i i mean i've seen acdc at least uh well no i take that back i can tell you a quick story um but I like Brian Johnson, but there's something about Bon Scott ACDC that just to me is so pure, yeah. and just so good. And and again, nothing against Brian Johnson. Uh, Back in Black is a very good start to finish album, but then like you said, it becomes a lot of filler. Like on the al- on the album for those about to rock, we salute you. I think for those about to rock is the only song I can name, and you know it, then Who made Who is the only song off that album. I mean, they they pretty much only have one song per album. It was the lead song. And then the rest become very, very samey.
1: I was I was looking up. I was trying to look up the album Um Highway to Hell because it's a fucking great album. Even though yeah, anytime has, Highway uh, to Hell comes touch on. Too I, much on I, it. Yeah, yeah, Touch Too Much is fucking amazing. if you want blood, you got it. Like there's yep. so oh, many fucking great, great ones on there. Um the song Highway to Hell can't stand it. Heard it too many goddamn times in my life. I can't every... It's like... Like, not to where it's like I've heard this too many times. It's like, if that comes on, it's like nails to my fucking ears. There's just certain songs from those I, I can't listen to, and they're like their biggest songs.
0: Yeah, well, I, I pulled it up so you couldn't. Highway to Hell, night, But right after Highway... Girls Got Rhythm. The girls got a rhythm... I'm gonna walk yeah, all yeah. over you, touch too much, which I already brought up. I'm gonna walk
1: all over you is yeah. great. Girls got a rhythm. I, I can do without I it, like it, but it's 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 a decent one. It's a decent one. I but yeah. But then yeah. beating
0: around the bush. But then you decide two shot down in flames. Night is I, fucking great.
1: Shot down in flames. Yeah, that's a fucking great one. It's such a great album, except for you know the the title track, Highway to Hell, and it's it's arguably their biggest song. You know, you everyone's heard Highway to Hell. Billie Eilish has heard Highway to Hell. Has no idea who Van Halen is. <laughs> she? she knows Highway to Hell. Yes. If you if you only played if if I went not even played if I just went up and I said Billie Eilish what the hell is this da na na da na na that's all I gave her she would be like Highway to Hell ACDC title trick. yes
0: um so the thing I was just going to quick say is uh, I've I've been to ACDC two or three times. I'll just say two. I've I've been to two ACDC concerts. I've seen ACDC once. Um I there was, a, there was a place called Alpine Valley in southern Wisconsin and great venue for seeing concerts. It's an amphitheater, it's outdoors, it's in uh, the rolling hills of southern Wisconsin, so uh, natural sloping incline. It's it's fucking if you if anybody wants to see it, ooh, ooh, I'm gonna bring this full circle. Anybody wants to see um what Alpine Valley looks like? There was your dog,
1: Samson. Stop barking, or I'll make mittens out
0: <laughs> of you. Anyway, sorry, what's going on? The the music video for "Same Old Situation" by Motley Crue was filmed at Alpine Valley. So, if you want to see what Alpine Valley looks like, it's the it's the video "Same Old Situation" by Motley Crue. Anyway, yeah. so I goes to see. I have a ticket to see Alpine uh, to see ACDC at Alpine Valley, and nice, nice. For some reason. The band, and I know why the reason is, it's because record executives said, hey, the kids with that heavy metal, they love it. Let's just uh, put this band with this band. We don't know any better. The executive put the band White Lion as the opening act for ACDC. Oh, wow. Now, yeah, you get it because you're old enough, but anybody that doesn't know this, look up White Lion and look up their song, Wait. And they are like the, I said Motley Crue went feminine with Theater of Pain. They are extremely feminine. They are they catered to girls. They the, the the lead singer was a pretty boy and they wanted to get the girl rock. Whereas ACDC is very male. They are very ugly people and they are not getting the groupies or the girls. So they just They're they're
1: so ugly and manly that they still look tough and manly
0: in plaid skirts. Uh, that's, that's yes. how, they they can't even look they feminine cannot. in a plaid skirt. So it was a horrible billing, dirty Scottish rock man. Any anybody Opposite going to see ac does not give two shits about White Lion. So uh, in the parking lot, as I said, it's an amphitheater, so it's an outdoor thing, and it's in a field, so you know you're isolated from cities. You're you're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, parking lot. I'm I don't know how old I am, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, getting drunk because that's what you do. Uh, I got too drunk, wandered in. We had lawn seats, so we just sat down on the lawn. I look up, I see two. Uh, pictures of white lions, one on either side of the stage. And I'm like, oh, this is that shit. I don't want to see. I thought we skipped them. You know, like we wanted to go in late just to see AC/DC. So I decide that I'm going to go take a piss. Well, I'm so drunk that I I can't navigate anything. I, so the only thing I remember doing is saying, okay, if I walk directly to the back of the amphitheater, they will have outhouses along the back fence. So I'll just I'll just walk one direction, and that's what I yeah. do. I walk to the back. I find the outhouses. I go in. I start to take a piss and I realize, holy crap, I think I'm gonna shit my pants right now. So I turn around, drop my pants, sit down in the porta potty, and that's the last thing I remember. I just pass out. Sure. do you have you ever seen ACDC live? No, I have not, no. Okay. They end every concert the same way. It Once the, their album, For Those About to Rock, uh, came out, that became their final song, because they bring cannons up on stage, and they, they in the song and live, what they do is, For those about to rock, fire, boom, and they shoot off big cannons. That's what woke me up. I was sitting in the porta potty with my pants and underpants around my ankle for the entire show, and the next thing I know, I'm hearing, boom. Nice. We, and I'm like, just, I snapped out of it. I had slept for like three hours and I opened the porta potty door and stumbled out of the thing and pulled my pants up. Well,
1: it turns out that's why they added those cannons. You know, it turns out, well, you were their target demo. (laughs) They realized they were like, we have a big problem. It turns out a lot of our fans halfway through the show. Go into the porta potties to shit themselves on pass out drunk with their pants around their ankles. What if we woke them up with cannons? And that God was awesome. A- every single porta potty at the same time. The door opened, and you guys Probably. came out and continued continued rocking for the rest of the show.
0: Well, the show was over, so it was their way of saying wake up and go home because that's what I did. And all my friends were like, I, I made it to the car. Uh, and I curled up on the hood to fall asleep, and they, they came out like, "We, where were you the entire show? And I told them, like, dude, I was passed out the entire time. Imagine right. if that had happened today. Like, especially, I was probably too drunk to lock the thing. There would be cell phone pictures of me everywhere yeah, right
1: yeah. now. <laughs> and, and you never would have woken up at the Billie Eilish concert because it's it's her whispering yes. uh, to, elect, to low electronic beats. So, I, I mean, it really would have just put you more to sleep. And you, no would, you would have woken up the next day. Absolutely.
0: I love your take on that, though. Is that it wasn't just me passed out? They they brought in the cannons to wake up every person that was passed out in a porta.
1: Yes, it was. It was just to get people out of the porta potties. That's it.
0: Just it's time to go home. This is your alarm clock. Fire! Boom! Yeah all right well this has been a fun one i don't yes, even right. feel like doing the news stories i sent you because uh, you know fuck up i just had fun talking about this
1: yeah no it's a good one uh, sometimes we just gotta talk music we barely yeah, ever just, talk music just so talk about it's anything worse. just yeah. talking
0: bullshit so yeah. all right my friend let's just call it here let's not do any of these dumb news stories uh, i'll just read them off to the listeners we were going to talk about george zimmerman suing the family of trayvon martin for one hundred million. Oh, how's that uh, going do they have 100 a million to asshole. give them what a fucking asshole george zimmerman is i he should just be killed fuck you, i think so dude
1: if somebody i hope that thing goes to trial because if somebody goes in there uh samuel l jackson in a time to kill style and just shoots him dead on his way into the courtroom not only will that guy get off like he did at the end of the... Yeah. I, he's not even going to get arrested. I think the cops in the courthouse are going to be like, yeah, dude, I, I, I fucking get it. You, you don't have to have that whole thing where it's dramatic and Matthew McConaughey's in there going, what if it was a white kid? But, like, every... Yeah, all the cops are going to be like, yeah, this guy fucking does... I, I get it.
0: We're done with him.
1: In fact, justice. wait a minute, he's still moving. Let me get this. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah, they would not even arrest the guy for, 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 for gutting down George Zimmerman into there.
0: And they shouldn't. Uh, the next news story we were going to talk about is the House passes a bi- bipartisan anti-robocall bill. And I hope this fucking, my phone fucking rings 20 times a day just from spam calls. And I hope that this does something. Jesus goddamn Christ, robocalls. I'll tell and you, if, one- if
1: they don't pass that bill, Andrew Yang's going to be our next president.
0: This will, uh, this will, it will
1: energize his base, no pun intended.
0: Ah. And this last one, very sad uh, Sorry, but we've made fun in the past of China having the one baby policy and that led to too many men. And there are like something like 30 million more men than women. And uh, so 629 Pakistani girls sold as brides to China. That's where human trafficking comes in is when you have this shortage. Of course, they're going to start fucking buying from the poorest of the poor countries. It's sick. It's disgusting, and that's the world we live in. It is,
1: and you know, not to not to make light of it, but, uh, uh, but shitty business skills on China's end because they could have sent me over there for free, and I would have just gone up to 641 women and been like, "Listen, where, what country do you want to be a female adult in? Pakistan or China? Come with me. Get get aboard the China Express. I'll, I'll fucking drive you there right now."
0: Well, uh, because yeah, that, that's true. Uh, China's probably better for women than yeah, Pakistan oh, yeah. these days. Not not back in the day when they were fucking binding feet and drowning girls uh, because in a burlap bag because they had the one child policy. But I hear you. Oh shit! Um, yeah,
1: well, back then it wasn't great. I, I actually saw a really good documentary on the one child. That being said, um, I I would I would take that over being a woman in Pakistan. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, my, my, my horrible, horrible uh, comedic thought was that you can't say on stage and that I shouldn't say on the podcast is... Um when you look at the website for, like, uh, Filipino brides or Russian brides, you're seeing what you get. You're getting bikini shots. You're getting glam shots. Sure. When you're buying a Pakistani in a burka, uh, you, you don't know what's going to be under there. That's, you know, that's that's you're not negotiating well. You're not you are not going to the best source there is what I was thinking.
1: You know, I made that mistake because I had a good group on for it one too many times. I'll never be fooled again, Pakistan. You're not getting yeah, me with that shit twice.
0: So those are the news stories we were going to talk about, but instead we talked about Motley Crue and 80s Rock. I yes. hope you enjoyed it. dot NathanTimmel.com. Tell your friends to listen to us. I'm going go to go listen to
1: ACDC's much. Walk All Over You right now. I, I, I fucking love that song. And I'm going to listen to the 10 Seconds of Love by Motley Crue.
0: Stuck in my head there you right go. now. All right. Goodbye, kids. Later.